You're listening to Holistic Wednesdays, your weekly podcast for all things holistic in the modern world. Join your hosts, Amy and Shelly, every Wednesday as they dig into a new holistic topic to offer hope, healing, and transformation. This week, Amy and Shelly discuss the book, The Upside of Stress, Why Stress is Good for You and How to Get Good at It. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Amy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Great to see you again. Great to see you, too. I'm so excited about the book we're going to talk about today. Me, too. I think it's been the best book that I've read in a long time. Literally changed my life. You want to tell them what it is? Called The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. Great, great book. Why stress is good for you and how to get good at it. Wait a minute. Stress is good for you? Well, depending upon how you use it. I really like how the very first question of the book is, and I think it's a great question to ask everyone listening. What's that? If you had to sum up how you feel about stress, which statement would be more accurate? A, stress is harmful and should be avoided, reduced, and managed. Or B, stress is helpful and should be accepted, utilized, and embraced. I think most people would say A. (laughs) They would want to avoid it. I think most people would say A too. But what's interesting is Kelly McGonagall shows us how stress is helpful and should be accepted, utilized, and embraced. I think it's um, unavoidable, to be honest. I read a great quote in the book. To be good at stress is not to avoid stress, but to play an active role in how it transforms you. We all get have stress. We have money stress. We have life stress. People pass away in front of us or not um, in our lives, and we have a lot of stress from different things. And I think you're more resilient if you can try to bounce back through that, not not act like it didn't happen, but just use it to propel you past it. There was a family in Rwanda, or the families in Rwanda, they were asking them and doing the case studies on them on how they could be resilient. Like after all this horrible tragedy that was happening, they said that they had trust in the future and in their people. And they actually would build community around it, around the tragedy so that they could get through it together. Because typically when people want to isolate, that's a detriment, but they can't pull themselves out. But if you go to other people with help for help, it seems to, because you're getting ahead of your grief, you know, you know, you have it, but you know that you're going to be able to move past it. And I think it's that hope of, I know that I'm going to get past this. And it's those people, I think, that are more resilient than the others. I think it gives us all an opportunity to grow. I do too. And I think that's a concept that a lot of people have never thought about, using your stress to grow. It's really interesting what inspired Kelly McGonigal to write this book. She was a psychologist and she was teaching people how to manage stress, but she was teaching them also how bad stress was for them. And then she found this study that changed everything it changed everything she believed, really. They had at just simply asked people how they felt about stress. And, you know, some people had said, you know, oh, stress was so bad for them. It made them feel bad. And some people were like, eh, I'm not too worried about stress. Some people said they weren't even stressed at all. 
And then the researchers came back eight years later to these same people. And what they found was really astonishing. A huge percent of them had died. And the ones that had died were the ones who had said that they thought stress was bad for them. And the, the ones who had the most living or maybe even all living were the ones who said that stress really didn't bother them at all. It wasn't the ones who said they had no stress. Those were right in the middle. But the ones who said, yes, I have stress, but it really doesn't affect me that much were the ones who lived the longest. The research concluded that it wasn't stress alone that was killing people. It was the combination of stress and the belief that stress is harmful. The researchers estimated that over the eight years they conducted their study, 182,000 Americans have died prematurely because they believe that stress was harming their health. And that makes it in the top, one of the top 15 leading causes of death. That's over 20,000 deaths a year of people who die because they believe that stress is bad for them. When she read that research, she really had to step back and think about what she had been teaching because she had been teaching people that stress was bad for them. She literally went down what we call now a rabbit hole of years and years of research and she tells us all about it in this book and it is really phenomenal what she found out about our mindset about stress. There's so many awesome case studies that she studied uh, in her research, but now she also teaches uh, the upside of stress mindset. And she has a lot of stories from her students and from things that she's experienced. And the book is really just full of awesome, awesome stories. One that is really impactful is when they first started to discover stress, the scientist doing the research was researching on rats. And I'm not going to say what he did. You can read that in the book. But it's, it's really sad. And it says for us to be under the equivalent to what the mouse was going to would be something next to a terrorist attack. And so you can only imagine the torture that the mice were, go, were suffering. And that's the word he uses for stress. So that's a big difference in being stressed out because my cars broke down and being stressed out because I'm in the middle of a terrorist attack. But yeah. yet they are defined as the same under stress. And so based on the results of those rats, that is when they said, okay, stress causes heart failure. Stress causes kidney failure. And again, let's remember, there's a difference in the terrorist attack and the car not starting. But yet we're taught, we're programmed stress is stress. So that's how we let it affect our body. So I read something in the book that says, if you tell someone you're the kind of person whose performance improves under pressure, guess what? They go up 33% in how they step out of their comfort zone and figure it out. And it's a good kind of stress because they're utilizing that stress to like, you told somebody who was going to walk out on stage 
turn your nerves into excitement. And you're the kind of person whose performance improves under pressure. You're going to be fine. Instead of like, how are you going to do this? That's going to make that person just totally kick it up and on. Are also able to deal with stress a little, little differently than somebody who just checks out and keeps to themselves, doesn't stay engaged with other people or lean on other people when they need help. I think that is huge mentally and spiritually for people. And I think that those, the people that do check out, they're not able to like push past it because they don't have that support. So I think those are the people that are also um, catastrophic uh, thinkers that everything's going to be like really, really overwhelming. And it's always going to be like that. I think that it's the same mindset. And when we talk about mindset, you and I use mindset so easily because we talk about it a lot with our work. But mindset is a genuinely new thing in society. And that's something that they brought into this study. What we think in our mind is what we create in our body. It says that mindsets are beliefs that shape your reality, including objective physical reactions. So what she found was the people's who mindset was, I'm so stressed and stress is going to harm me. Stress is bad for my health. We're having physical problems with their health due to stress. And the doctors were telling them, oh, you're so stressed out. And you have to keep in mind in this time, that's what was happening a lot with society. They were getting diagnosed a lot with stress compared to the ones whose mindset was, I'm stressed out, but stress doesn't really affect me. Tell them about the maids, Amy. It's a great story that she wrote. Yes, the maids are one of my favorite stories that she tells. It really lends itself to mindset. That's why I like the story so much. They took housekeepers from seven hotels across the United States, and they found that two-thirds of the housekeepers believed that they weren't exercising regularly, and one-third said that they got no exercise at all. Their average blood pressure was high, their waist-to-hip ratio was high, and their body weight all fit to what they thought they lived, a sedentary lifestyle. So as part of this study, they put a poster that described how housekeeping qualifies as exercise. And they showed how lifting mattresses to make beds and picking up towels off the floor and etc. all burn a certain amount of calories. They put this poster in four of the seven hotels. And they were the house the housekeepers were given a little fifteen minute presentation to explain how they were actually exercising. They hung a copy of the poster in the break room in English and Spanish on the bulletin boards in the housekeepers' lounges. The other hotels, they were just a control group and they just got a poster that told them how important exercise was, but they were not told that their work actually qualified as exercise. So after four weeks, they go back and see how everyone was doing. And those who had been informed that their work was actually exercise had lost weight and body fat. Their blood pressure was lower, and guess what? They even liked their jobs more. They hadn't made any other changes in their behavior outside work. The only thing that had changed was they looked at their work as exercise. And the housekeepers in the control group 
showed no improvements. I think they were even more dissatisfied with their jobs, actually. You know, that little voice in your head. If you train it to say good things to you and you are fed positive reinforcement, you can change a lot of things, even like stress, even things that kill people. You can turn it around and you can make it a positive thing. Your mind is stronger than you even realize. And um, it's always going to keep trying to protect you. That's just what it's there for. And you kind of have to feed it good stuff. Like when you have to feed your plants, good plants and vitamins and your body, good vitamins for itself. You have to feed yourself good things and good thought. So we know that we all have stress and hopefully after reading the upside of stress, people can start to realize that they can use their stress for good, for positive, and that all stress is not bad, but we all have a stress response and a stress response that supported only two survival strategies. So we know that as fight or flight, right? Throw a punch or run like hell. But we actually have another stress response that has evolved our coping strategy. Just changing our mindset about how we think about stress. Your stress response starts when your sympathetic nervous system kicks in. To make you more alert and ready to act, The sympathetic nervous system directs your whole body to mobilize energy. Your liver dumps fat and sugar into your bloodstream for fuel. Your breathing deepens so that more oxygen is delivered to your heart. And your heart rate speeds up to deliver the oxygen, fat, and sugar to your muscles and brain. Stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol help your muscles and brain take in and use that energy more efficiently. In all these ways, your stress response gets you ready to face whatever challenges lie in front of you. Now, a lot of people may look at all that and think those are bad things, but really listen to what I just said. That stress response gets you ready to take on any challenge you face. So when you start to feel that stress response, when you start to feel that sympathetic nervous kick in, you thought, I'm getting ready. I'm getting, I'm ready. How about instead of all the stress, how about I'm ready? We did a study on police too. That's part of why a police officer can be so good in a stressful situation because they're actually literally using their stress to propel them into a, a situation that people like you and I couldn't get into, but they could because they know that that adrenaline will actually help them to jump into place when they need to be faster, quicker, all that stuff. Right, exactly. And not only that, it says that the energy from stress doesn't just help your body act. Get this, it fires up your brain. So yes. the adrenaline awakens all your senses, your pupils dilate to let in more light. Your hearing sharpens. The brain processes what you perceive more quickly. Mind wandering stops and less important priorities drop away. Stress can create a state of concentration, attention, and one that gives you access to more information about your physical environment. How is that bad? It's not because our brain is literally built uh, to learn from stress. Yes, it really, really is. 
I mean, uh, when I was reading this book and I was reading, there's even more. I'm not going to read them all. It goes on to tell you how stress um, encourages you to have a social connection. Stress helps you learn and grow. And I think everybody can listen to this and they know what their stress factors are. They know what triggers them. And so there just has to be some things that you help yourself with that take that stress down so that you're not in that constant fight or flight mode. Because now we've also found out that the way that you handle stress also affects your body in, and in so many ways. Constant stress will keep yourself inflamed and your body's inflammation will, will do bad things. Then it'll start, you know, things will start failing or start becoming, causing havoc, wreaking havoc in your body. So doing things like getting more sleep, um, getting better of sources of food, obviously, vitamins, you know, a good supplement regime, some breath work, things that take your stress down because not everybody can just do it on a dime. They don't, maybe they don't have the skills. You know, when we were kids, we weren't taught how to take our stress down. We were just taught how to live through life. And we mm -hmm. saw our parents be stressed out but we just thought that was part of life. So yes, it is a part of life, but there are ways to um, help the body so that it doesn't become an inactive participant in the stress level. Besides breath work, write down your thoughts. When you're stressed, write down your thoughts and see, are they emotional? Are they logical? What's your thought process? So first breathe, slowing down, then your thought process. Then you want to soothe your amygdala. So put on the diffuser, you know, get the diffuser going with some essential oils, put in some lavender, Roman chamomile, sandalwood, something to soothe your amygdala so that it doesn't keep overthinking. Maybe take a 10 minute walk. Doesn't have to be long, 15 minutes in yoga or do some stretching so that you're focusing on your body and not on your mind. And then if you want to flow back to your mind, do some meditation or some hypnotherapy. Either one of those things, some guided imagery will slow down the mind and give yourself the room to say, okay, that was just inactive thoughts that were just coming at me. And it was just that I was just responding. And so my body was just responding, but I'm taking back control and I'm going to do the breathing and then center myself and go, okay, that was not a big deal. So maybe the responses will be easier in the future if you just allow yourself to have some things in place that maybe take you down a notch. Talking to somebody, I know a lot of people like talking to somebody that helps tremendously or taking a hot bath or a hot shower. I think a lot of times we're just going so fast in life and we don't have a lesson plan. So we don't really have like a rule book that tells us, you know, slow down. And unless our mom's right there telling us to slow down, we got to tell ourselves it's okay to slow down. It's okay to like slow those thoughts down, breathe a little bit, make sure that we check it out, make sure it's not an emotional thought that we're having that doesn't make sense, but maybe more of um, the way that we're processing it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just a triggered reaction, you know, because maybe it's a reaction from something else. And so it's just triggering us. Being more mindful. 
I'm telling you guys, get this book, get this book. Shelly and I get nothing from you getting this book, reading this book. It's just, it's an amazing book that will change your life. And it just goes on to show you all those different stress responses only help you accomplish whatever goals you're trying to accomplish. It's almost as if we didn't have this stress response we wouldn't be able to complete our tasks that we need to complete. Correct. The, this response makes all of our systems activate to get the job done that we need to get done. This but book we, is good for the toolkit. Definitely, definitely. Because it teaches you that you don't want to get rid of the stress. You just want to get better at it. Right. Think positive about it. Yeah. The upside of stress. It, understanding it, embracing it, taking it on and utilizing it for for positive change. Right. Don't buy into the old belief that all stress is bad. All stress is not bad. All stress is not the same. Stress is classified as a very huge range of things. And all those things do not have the same effects on the body. So when you feel all those things kick in unless you're really in physical danger use them to your advantage and even if you are in physical danger use them to your advantage but Absolutely. you know what i mean there's so many good things that we can take from stress instead of just having the mindset that it's killing us yeah it's, i think stress is book, only going to kill you if you think it's going to kill you and if you're stressed out read the book Definitely. The Upside of Stress. Everybody should read it, really. I'll put a link to the book in the show notes from Amazon if anyone wants to purchase the book. Again, Shelly and I get nothing from that. We just think that everyone really should read this book. It has a lot of good information that will really change your life, especially if you're dealing with stress. Hey, Shelly, what are we going to talk about next week? Why do people come to see a hypnotherapist? Ooh, great topic. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what hypnotherapy is and is not. I think a lot of people think of it like a stage show, and it's nothing like that. So this will be a really fun and exciting topic for us to talk about. Yeah, because I think that there's a lot of people that wonder what we do. All right. Awesome. We get to talk about something we both love. We do. Okay. See you next week. Okay, Ames. Have a nice week. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Holistic Wednesdays with Amy and Shelly. Love our content? Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Holistic underscore Wednesdays. That's Holistic with the W. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for extra content and live events. You can also send us an email at holisticwednesdays at gmail.com. See you next week.